to the podcast where we explain people and learn a little bit about our fellow human beings and ourselves. I'm Master Coach Kim Giles, and I have Sarah Henderson with me today for a very special Improving You episode of the show. So today, instead of just focusing on helping you understand other people, we're going to talk about understanding and improving the one person you have some control over, which is you, Sarah. (laughs) Yes, Kim, I'm so excited to talk about this subject because it's really important to know how to manage yourself when you get upset or defensive and these things are important. So this is going to be a good topic. Yeah, I was excited to talk about this. I I wrote a column on this topic a a couple weeks ago and I titled it, Only You Can Make You Upset. And so I thought this would be actually a fun topic to do a show on because the bottom line is, All people problems, if you look behind them at their core, they're all about somebody getting upset with somebody else, right? I mean, that's what they all are, is that offended or upset thing. Yes, absolutely. It's true. I see it all the time. Definitely. Okay, so we're going to kind of talk a little bit about getting upset, what's actually been triggered, and we're going to talk a bit about how to own your power to either be upset or not be upset, your power to choose how you're going to show up. Mm. Now, the one thing we have against us every time this happens is that our egos actually think their job is to protect us. And ego loves to feel powerful. And so it loves to be offended and it loves to get defensive and attack back and be angry and hold a grudge. Because it thinks that that's where safety is. If it goes to that place, then you're a little bit safer. The problem is there's a lot of downsides to that behavior. Would you agree? Boy, would I ever agree. And I didn't start learning about ego, Kim, until you and I started working together. And I really didn't think I had much of an ego. But then when I started to understand where I saw my ego acting up, I started to recognize where I do have an ego because I do get hurt and offensive and offended um, and offensive at times. And I didn't realize this was driven by my ego. So tell us more about that. Okay. So this one thing about egos could blow your mind. (laughs) I'm worried. Okay. (laughs) Ego believes that you can be diminished or hurt by other people that they have the power to take from you, to diminish your value, to diminish your journey. But in reality, that's not necessarily a fact that you can be hurt or diminished by other people. That is just a belief. It's perception or it's a story, but it's not a fact. Now, it's a story that we've all accepted, that other people can hurt us, take from us, ruin our journey, or diminish our value. We all believe it. So because it's sort of a collective belief, it makes us kind of think maybe it is fact, but does that blow your mind that that's not necessarily a fact? It's just a belief that you can be hurt. Whoa, Kim, it really does because I am just now connecting the fact that one of the major principles that I've learned from this program is that my value cannot be diminished and I am infinite and absolute in my worth and value. But that one little tiny belief that I still hang on to is that other people can take away from that. And so now I'm connecting those two of with ego. That is a big aha moment. Right? I mean, imagine how differently you would live if you could walk around all day knowing you're completely invulnerable. 
you can't, you're bulletproof. Nothing anybody does can take from you. They can't make your value less than it, it is. And you're right, this is one of the major points of the whole program is that we all have the same value and it's unchangeable. So that means we're invulnerable. They cannot diminish us. And if we could walk around all day long holding out of that belief that we're actually bulletproof and that even people who try to take from us, rob us, steal from us, whatever, it may look like they're ruining your life, but are they? Or is this your perfect classroom journey to have that experience? So you're always getting your perfect classroom journey. Now, I know this is mind blow. And if someone is not familiar with our program, they might be going, wait a second, I can't get my head around this. So let me just say that all of these ideas that you're bulletproof and they can't diminish you are also beliefs. It's story too, because the truth is there is no ultimate truth about whether you're safe or not safe or your value changes or doesn't. It's all belief, right? Yes. And Kim, that's what I learned is that from you, I learned and from your book, Choosing Clarity, I get to choose. I get to choose whether or not I believe that or not. But let's take a step back because I have a question. Okay. I walk around thinking that I'm totally bulletproof. How does that not make me a jackass? How does that not make me a jerk? Because if I walk around thinking um, I'm bulletproof, I'm awesome, I'm amazing, you can't hurt me, you can't touch me, that kind of makes me think that that makes me arrogant, doesn't it? Or what's, where's the balance there? No, arrogance is actually the belief that you're better than other people. So you're seeing your own value as above them. Like I'm bulletproof and all you guys are less than me. That's still out of balance. That's, That's not what we're going for. We're going for a balance where all of us have the exact same worth. So you can't be less, but you also can't be more. And what we find is when you see it accurately, what you get access to is actually your love. It's fear that drives ego's need to protect you from all these other people who could take from you. But when you're not afraid, they're no longer a threat. So you can access your love and actually show up for them. Does that make Mm. sense? Well, everybody loves access to love. So that sounds good. Yeah. And really your love is who you really are. So the more you can get out of your fear, the more you can show up authentically as yourself. So I want everybody to just sit with this idea today that nothing can make you upset but yourself. So what I mean is it's not what's happened that's upset you. It's the thoughts you're having about what happened that are upsetting you. It's the way you're processing it, your perspective, the way you're seeing it is making you upset. So you're looking at it as, oh my gosh, if they think I'm not enough, maybe I'm not enough. And it's those thoughts that are actually causing the upset. It's the story around what happened. And that's something you can change if you want to. You can always step back and look at a situation from a different perspective and you'll feel different about it. And you've got to own that you have the power to do that. And boy, do we have stories. We have so many stories. And you have to be able to stop yourself in your story. Otherwise, you can go so far down the rabbit hole in your own story. Yeah. Matter of fact, that story is usually one you've been carrying around for years. So I'll give you an example. I've had a story since I was a little girl that if I'm not perfect, no one will love me. And so it's a belief, right? It's in my subconscious. I've had it my whole life. So when somebody gets upset with me and kind of attacks me, 
I see all is lost. I'm worthless. No one will love me. Oh my gosh. I'm applying my whole belief to this situation. So another truth I want everybody to sit with today as you listen to this podcast is you're, you are never upset for the reason you think. You're not upset because of what this person said or did. You're upset because of the meaning you're applying to their actions or words. Because what they did may come across as an, an insult, but it's because I'm already afraid I'm not good enough that I'm experiencing I'm not good enough in what they said. Wow. So if we all felt really solid in who we were, and felt that we were good enough no matter what, then we wouldn't actually even get upset. We wouldn't because we would know it doesn't harm us. And if there's no harm, there's no reason to get upset. What a great skill. Yeah. Now I will admit this is kind of like high level mind blowing perceptions change. This is not an easy one. It's high level stuff. So how are we going to do this every day? Because like in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to have to be the slayer of this belief and I'm never going to have this belief again. But the truth of the matter for me has been, even though I've been working on having these beliefs in my vocabulary and in my mind for a couple years now, like they still come up, but now I have a different skill to go, hmm, is that true? Or, hmm, is that accurate? Am I seeing this right? So it's not that we're going to make those thoughts go away, right? Well, we're going to change your perspective and how you look at it and then okay. how you think will be different. Okay. So, so this is what I've done for everybody. On 12shapes.com, there's some worksheets that you can download. And there is a worksheet called To Be or Not To Be Upset. Hmm. Now, this is a really cool worksheet that helps us to start looking at upset experiences from a different perspective, makes you step back and say, okay, what did this person do and what story am I applying to their actions? And this meaning or story that I'm experiencing because of their actions, is it really true or is it just kind of belief or thought is it, is it a fear story that I'm bringing in? And even more important, is this a story that I've had for years, long before this person and this incident even happened? Has this story been my problem? And we kind of have to own that. When, whenever someone else makes me feel like I'm not good enough, it's because I'm applying my fear to every one of those situations. So I got to step back and ask myself, am I really diminishable? Or what would this experience feel like if I couldn't be hurt or diminished? Wow. Okay. Right? And then we get to decide, okay, what kind of response to this upset situation do I want to choose? Because I can choose an ego-driven, threatened, defensive response, but is that going to create what I really want? And sometimes we don't step back first to think, Does this is this behavior going to create something good or is it going to make me more miserable? And I think a lot of times the way ego wants you to respond will make you even more miserable. But because you haven't thought that through, you don't stop. So Kim, I'm just thinking of all of the places that I can apply this in my life right now. Um, certainly in the workplace, I see so much of this. Someone says something that upsets someone else and pretty soon it's elevated and we're all wondering if we should contact HR because 
somebody said something that upset someone else and they, and it, it just goes big or even in, even in a marriage, right? My husband doesn't want to spend time with me because he's gone all the time. Really? Is that true? Or is that this your perception, right? So there's so many places we could apply this in our lives. Yeah. The truth is, Sarah, anywhere that you interact with other people, oh, so home, just work, that. Anywhere that you interact with other humans, offenses are going to show up. They are. Even, even driving, even driving my car. Totally. Right? Like, oh my goodness. Everywhere there's other humans, we're going to have these kind of problems. So we can't control these other people and what they're going to do or say around us. The only thing we have any control over is how we're going to show up and respond. So you hear us talk a lot that in any moment you're showing up in one of two states, either a balanced state where you feel safe and bulletproof and strong and loving and nobody can make you feel diminished or a fear state where you feel threatened and egos try to protect you and you're freak out and unbalanced. And you're the one who decides every moment of the day, which of those two states you're going to function in. Where do you want to be today? What do you, what do you want to create here? And you get to be responsible for learning how to get out of that unbalanced into a balanced state where you're not upset and you do feel safe so that you can handle these experiences in a more mature, strong, and loving way. But you can't even access that if you're in fear still. Wow. It really is just a fear versus love kind of scenario, but all the time consistently in our lives when we're working with humans. It is. So we've actually done some shows about how to get out of fear of failure trigger, how to get out of fear of loss trigger. If you guys have not listened to those shows, I really encourage you to go do that. It's probably the most important skill that we could teach you is how to manage your own fears of failure and, and loss, because that's your number one job day and night in your relationships is managing your own self and your behavior. So we got to grow up and own that, that no one else can make you upset. You're choosing an upset experience around this. Wow. Yeah. Mind blow a little bit. Oh yes, definitely. I, it reminds me of the story that I've heard you tell before Kim about your little dog, or I think it's your daughter's little dog. Every time the doorbell rings, she goes nuts. The dog goes nuts. And your, your daughter was like, mom, it's her only job. Like she's supposed to alert you when she hears something abnormal. And you said, what if it was our only job every day to remind ourselves that we're not diminishable, we're amazing. And whatever anybody says to us doesn't affect our value. Like what if we walked around with that all the time, right? Oh, to be that mindful. Wouldn't mm. that be awesome? Right. Now, I have to tell you, a lot of uh, our coaching clients, I've seen a couple of my coaching clients walk around with a screen uh, saver or a, a wallpaper on their phone mm -hmm. that says trust and love. And what that's supposed to be reminding them all day long is trust that you're safe that your value can't change so no one can diminish you and trust that your, your journey through life is always the perfect classroom for you. And if you will trust those two things all day long, 
you're going to then have access to that love part of you to really show up strong and mature and loving. So that's really the trick is, is choosing trust and love. And maybe that's what we all need is a screensaver or something that we're going to see every five minutes all day to remind us to hold that bulletproof place where our strength can really show up. Wow. Yes. Yes. That sounds amazing. I was thinking the same thing. Where could I put that graphic or that bumper sticker or something on my mirror every morning that says trust and love or something around that to remind me that I'm amazing. And I think you're right. This one's going to take a little while to sink in. It is. You know, Sarah, I also really want to encourage everybody, if you haven't taken the 12 shapes quiz to go do it, because one of the amazing things about the shapes is they tell you what your core fear trigger is. And for example, you're an octagon, so your fear of loss dominant, Mm -hmm. that's more of a trigger for you is to feel taken from or walked on or mistreated. And I'm an arrow, so I'm fear of failure, which is where my, you have to be perfect or no one will love you comes in. That's Mm -hmm. my trigger. And hasn't it just been a game changer for you to understand yours? It has been a game changer for me in so many ways. Understanding, I think the fear of loss is a little bit harder to grasp, but I never understood why I could see, I'm pretty opinionated, I can be. I see a lot of fault in a lot of things and I want to fix a lot of things. And now I understand that that is a little bit of my fear of loss. And I used to get really frustrated and mad and angry and upset, sad about things not going my way. Um, and now I can see a little better, but that, that's, that, those are my fears talking when I get really out of balance and, and I can come back to balance with a different perspective. So it has been a game changer for me for sure. Awesome. Well, I hope everybody liked this show. I hope it didn't blow your mind. If you're like, wait a second, I'm not clear on this. You might listen to it again. Yeah. This is stuff that kind of, you have to sit with it a little. Well, I think the best, don't forget to go and onto the website and get the worksheet. What was the worksheet called again, Kim? The to be or not to be upset worksheet. I think if you go to the website, I'm going to go and do it. That's one I haven't done. So I'm going to go and do that so that I can keep it in my mind. So I really hope everybody got some great stuff out of this podcast today. And thanks for listening. So join us again next week for some more of Explain People.